loving me I loving you how possible is it to overcome disability or cope with the associated challenges welcome to making last podcast where it's all about helping us to have better relationships not just with ourselves with other people now i find that that term disability sometimes can be a bit offensive or is something that we really don't talk about often enough now we have somebody here this time around to talk about that jonathan joseph welcome jonathan Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad we're getting to have this important conversation today around the topic of disability. Yes. And just in case somebody is yet to watch the other episode or listen to it and they don't know who Jonathan is, he's the CEO of Little Red Fashion. And tell us again briefly, Jonathan, what that is. Sure. Super briefly, Little Red Fashion is the first children's fashion education and publishing company in history and rewrite children's books and create educational materials about and through the lens of fashion for kids. Okay, thank you. Now, before we even get into the conversation, Jonathan, the word disability, define that. Ooh, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one, even for me as a disability advocate. Uh, I think that a, a disability to me mm-hmm. yeah. Disability to me is really a question of what you can do. Eh, I hate that answer. Let me rephrase that. I've never actually been asked that point blank before. So that was was an interesting moment. Um, I would say that it depends on where you are. I think that disability is... One's experience of disability is highly dependent on where they live and a number of like mm. sociological that and economic factors. And so for some, you know, living with unmedicated ADHD is definitely a disability, right? ADHD and, neuro- and mental health conditions are disabilities. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're talking about the legal definition of disability in the United States, we're talking about, you know, a state that is defined by a certain statute and it means that someone cannot perform any substantial gainful activity because of a medical or other impairment whether it be again physical psychological uh, or anything like that but just because there are dictionary definitions of these terms Mm -hmm. I think it's so important to bring these conversations back to the lived experience of disabled individuals and so for me to talk about disability for me as someone with both ADHD um, cerebral palsy and HIV, you know, that's a lot, those are a lot, as a complex sort of layer cake uh, of different disabilities and comorbidities. And the fact of the matter is, you know, diabetes, also a disability, being overweight, mm-hmm. also a disability. Um, there are so many w- different types and layers and combinations of disability that's really hard to put one all-encompassing definition together for all of them okay especially when you take into account the fact that one's experience of disability again is so highly dependent on the systems that they're reinforced or have to interact with whether that be systems of government systems of formalized you know Mm -hmm. the formalized medical field or whether that be family systems and dynamics as well and, and cultural systems. And so okay. um, you have a number of systems interacting with individuals who may identify as, as disabled. So it's a broad, it's a broad category in my, in my world. I have a philosophy. Okay, it's, it's, it's a nice segue then in, into how possible 
is it to even overcome? Because we're going to talk about overcoming and the whole idea of coping. How, how possible, and just speaking from your own experience, how possible is it to overcome? Well, I think that is highly dependent on the support structures available to an individual who identifies as disabled or differently abled. Um, because, you know, with reasonable accommodations and the right support systems and access to the right healthcare, um, then, yeah, I think it's, it is much easier to mm-hmm. overcome disability. I think that if you are, however, trapped with in a situation where you don't have access to adequate health care and you don't have access to differing therapies that may help you, uh, you know, complete day-to-day tasks or get certain things done in the day, you know, in the everyday living, um, it's going to be much more of a challenge to, to, to overcome those things, especially if there are structural barriers and systemic barriers in your way. Um, you know, if you live in a food desert and you are disabled and it is, uh, you know, all the places that you could go get your food or maybe they're not wheelchair accessible and you're in a wheelchair. Well, then going on your own to go shop for yourself is not something you can't overcome structural discrimination. You can't overcome uh, things like in the United States, the structural um, prison that is benefit ceilings, right? So in the United States, if you're disabled and you make even a penny over a certain amount, you lose all of your benefits. Disabled people in the United States can't uh, often get married because then they'll have too many assets in concert with their spouse that they will lose all their other benefits. So when we talk about you know overcoming disability, we also have to talk about how feasible overcoming disability really is for people within their specific constraints of, of the, the political and you know geographic reality that, that they're living. Um, because it's highly dependent on that, for sure. But well, how then can one then cope with all of the associated challenges and based on some of all of what you just described? I think one of the greatest things we can do is talk about these things more. I think as someone who has multiple you know, disabilities, I, I think community is more important than almost anything else. Because if there's one thing I have learned over the years, the disability community is very resilient and we are very, very aware of what it is like to navigate those challenges that are structural and out of our control. And so finding your group of fellow uh, thrivers or copers or survivors or however you want to call it that makes you feel good, um, finding fellow disabled folks to talk to on a regular basis is very important. I think community and solidarity is essential for um, disabled individuals to learn how to better cope because it's very easy to feel alone when you feel like you're a prisoner in your own body. Wow. There's no cell that gets smaller than your own cells. So, you know, I think that that is from a sort of psychological perspective uh, in terms of the background process and the subconscious level that many disabled folks might not even necessarily Mm -hmm. be aware of because it's just running in the background for so long. Um, Being able to tap into that and being able to build community to to sort of do the best to that voice in your head um, is really beneficial and is a great coping skill. I also think, um, you know, it is through those conversations with other disabled people that we learn about resources that we may not have heard of before or organizations that may be doing work that can help with some of those structural and systemic barriers um, to access or to equity. 
So I, again, community, I think community is huge for anyone either looking to cope or thrive um, with disability. More often than not, a lot of us don't even think about those who might be experiencing some sort of disability, whether physical or otherwise. We're going to take a short break and take a word from our partners, and we're going to continue the conversation. Langdo Language Institute was created to meet your language and communication needs. All of our packages were created just for you. We are passionate about language and dedicated to your success. We offer the CSEC English program, the Study Body program, the Get Ahead with English program, and the Business Communication program. Contact us at 767 285-0938 or email us at langdolanguage at gmail.com because the real question is how can we help you? For all your events such as educational forums, workshops, book launches, weddings and more, Contact Noreen Daly, the ultimate MC and event host. Visit NoreenDaly.com or follow her on Instagram at NoreenDalyJam. Noreen Daly, creating long-lasting memories. Are you looking for one-of-a-kind products customized to suit your needs? Then shop at Trending Things, the place where customization is always an option. From personalized gifts to apparel, accessories, drinkware, and home decor, you name it, we make it. Get your favorite designs on any item for party favors, weddings, graduations, or any special occasion, all at affordable prices. What are you waiting for? Visit our website at trendingtips.com to order your trending item today. Trending Tips, bringing creativity to things you love. Photography is an art, but more so, photography must come from the heart. Precious moments, priceless times, take a pic and know it will turn out fine. BMC Photography JA, beautiful, beautiful moments captured. Let's go. a disability or do you have somebody close to you with a disability if you haven't been paying attention before to this conversation now is the time let's continue the conversation with Jonathan for somebody who's listening who might say where I am yes I have a disability but I might not necessarily be able to find that community of like well of persons who are like me what advice would you then have for that person because i then have a follow-up i have two two pieces of advice the first is if you're accessing this podcast and you're hearing it then you can find that community because there's a wealth of amazing 
content creators, podcasters, TikTokers, okay. Instagrammers, and on every social platform, uh, there are disability advocates talking about okay. uh, building community and talking about the shared issues that we face. So they are out there, like they are. It might take some digging, it might take mm -hmm. some looking. Um, I definitely would recommend The Mighty to anyone. I, I've done, I've written like two pieces for The Mighty, but th they are um, a great resource for community-driven, disability-focused content, articles, okay. Okay. Uh, that advocacy and that kind of a thing. Um, I would also say to those people, um, if there are uh, if there are nonprofit or NGO related groups focused on your particular challenges, mm -hmm. reach out to them and see if they have anything going on in your area, or if they have any affiliated organizations that may be doing small folk, small in person sort of um, support groups uh, and, and different things. Because a lot of the time, some of these things some of these things happen on the community based organization level, but those organizations may be so small that they're not necessarily getting through all the noise on social media okay. and their messages may not be getting out there. So it definitely sometimes takes some diligence. And if you have a disability and you're not able to do that form of self-advocacy, then if you have a caretaker that you trust, if you have someone who is able to sort of do the legwork of that research for you, I know for some people that can be a huge difference. That can be the difference between accessing the help and not. So um, don't be afraid to outsource that if you have to. I think another thing a lot of disabled people forget is like, it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to mm -hmm. accept help if you are in a position to have help that you can take. Okay. Th this is the follow-up now for the rest of us who for us, because for me, based on what you said, a lot of us probably have other disabilities that we're probably not even aware of, but that's for another conversation. For those of us who are saying, okay, so I don't see myself as somebody who has a disability, but I want to be able to be part of a community or to help people who so, are that way to cope. What advice do you have for us? Well, for one thing, I will remind anyone who is able, fully able-bodied and healthy to realize something that many able-bodied people don't. We are all one accident away from being disabled. We are all, you know, mine happened like, those are kind of like my factory settings, that's me. But, <laughs> but it's not always the case. Mm -hmm. And um, many of us are a hair's width or one final destination cutscene away from disability and that is just a reality and it has always been a reality as long as we as humans have been existing and so you know my advice is to always lead from a place of empathy but also to be a voice for the voiceless if there is a particular affliction issue um, something that is maybe congenital and in your family, whatever your sort of touch point or access point to understanding disability more broadly is for you, um, tap into that, follow that thread, like pull at it a little bit, find out what organizations do work in that area. Like I find in advocacy, once you start learning about one issue, it kind of then it's like the Wikipedia effect, like you end up like 30 different pages down the rabbit hole and you now research all these other things. And I think advocacy can be the same thing. And I think for someone who's looking to be an advocate, an ally, and to be part of uh, championing the disability differently abled community, um, you only need to look as far as the people that you know and love to find someone who's dealing with some form of a disability that you can be an advocate for. Hmm. Hmm. That, 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 that right there. 
and and the whole idea that, that we're one accident away or if 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 somebody's listening or watching and and think are somewhat comfortable that just now should have been a reminder that you just never know you just never never know and then literally in a split second one's life can change yes. yeah and you also and never know if the person you're looking at that looks totally quote normal is carrying an invisible disability that you don't see and that you don't, you know, you wouldn't know looking at me that as someone with a toxic CP, I, I, I age about three times, two to three times faster than uh, someone who doesn't have CP, but would be my, my same age. So like ligaments and, and different things like that. Again, stuff you don't see. Um, just know that that's again, why we should approach, I think everyone um, with that baseline empathy, because we, we don't know what's behind the scenes and we don't know what we don't know. Yes. Yes, yes. Thanks so much for sharing, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for having this important conversation. Yes. Be the voice for the voiceless and we are one accident away, people, if you got nothing else. It's just a <laughs> reminder that we all just really need to be a little bit more caring to and for each other. This was Making It Last podcast where it's all about helping us to have better relationships not just with ourselves, with other people. I'm Noreen Daly. Until next time. You loving me. I loving you. Mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers.